Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into the art of horror and all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Adrian, And I'm Stormy. And this week, we are taking a wrong turn into... Wrong turn, I guess. I didn't really set that one up, but I thought it'd be kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> she fell flat, but I was hoping something was going to like pop up in my head that was like cute and like rhymed. It'll be the last turn you ever take. <laughs> We're going to take a wrong turn into... Okay, I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. Uh, hi, Stormy. Hello. How are you this week? Um, you know, chilling, killing. How are you? Uh, same. It's been crazy. Ready for this month to be over with, to be honest. The fact that we're going into August already is fucking wild. Isn't it so crazy? It's already going to be like a whole year's past since 2020. And 2020 was like, it really, I don't know. I just, it's crazy how fast time is going. WandaVision came out six months ago today, which is insane to me because I feel like I watched that show just last week but yeah this week we're doing wrong turn which i'm so excited about stormy like you have no idea are you yeah i didn't know you felt so passionately about wrong turn i didn't either until i rewatched it for the podcast and i was like you know what she's real cute and i like really enjoy her okay what (laughs) (laughs) What? okay well we'll have to talk about it because i had a ball and i remember like why this was a movie that I like literally watched so much as a kid and it was fun. Like I'm ready to watch it again, but we'll get into that later, I guess. Um, did you watch anything this week? Um, no, I've done nothing but sleep and play Dead by Daylight. I feel like we're doing really good at Dead by Daylight these days. Um, I'm forever stuck on a level 16, but hey, at least we're not deranking. I'm consistent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say the last couple of nights that we played, like we've been killing it. Really, I feel like, or at least I guess I can say personally, I feel like I've been doing really well, but I've been seeing the entire team doing really well. So I, I just- The I entire know. gang. <laughs> so I feel like we're just doing really well with Dead by Daylight. Also, if you also, listeners, play Dead by Daylight, hit us up. We're always down to squad. Oh yeah, just- Fucking follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, hit our DMs. Maybe not Instagram. I'm so bad with Instagram DMs. It's insane. Same. So bad. And I feel so bad because I'm like, You're like, hey, I know you messaged me six months ago, but like, <laughs> oh my God, how are you? You know what's crazy? Uh once uh, I don't know. Instagram is so insane to me because like it is a completely different platform. Like there's so many more people that frequent Instagram than they do Twitter. And I always feel like the people on Instagram are like, they're more interactive with the podcast, if anything. I feel like I get more messages on Instagram. I get more comments and I get more like, hi, hello, I just found you on Instagram than we get on Twitter. So I just feel like Instagram is a little bit more engaging with our listeners, if that makes any sense, which I feel bad for because I'm on Twitter more frequently than I'm on Instagram. Oh yeah, I hate Instagram. I recently deleted all my pictures on Instagram. <laughs> my sister was like, what's wrong with Stormy? Is she okay? I was like, why? I was Until having she... a Taylor Swift moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, I feel like people on Instagram are a lot more engaging and responsive and interactive with the podcast. But we pay y'all dust. And I'm so sorry because our Instagram game is just like not it. We are on Twitter. <laughs> just being a mess. Yeah, to be honest, Adrian's on Twitter. I'm occasionally there. I pop in. <laughs> I'm so bad at social media. I'm sorry. It's okay. Honestly, it's probably better to like not be on it so frequently. Every day I'm like, when's the day where I'm just going to disappear from the internet? Like, when is it going to happen? Because it's going to. I know it is. I mean, I hope not. We just started a whole fucking podcast and following and shit. (laughs) I mean, we can stick, I can stick to like the slasher page. Like, I'm talking about like my personal stuff. Like, when is that going to disappear? Uh, but yeah, yeah, anyways, enough about social media. Back to horror movies. Uh, well, I guess on the opposite end of you, I was able to watch a few things this week. I was able to watch Escape Room 2, and I was finally able to catch up. I mean, I was only a couple of days off, but I was able to watch 1666, finally, Fear Street. And had a ball with both, both films. We could probably get a little bit more into detail once you're able to watch both of them. Okay, so spoiler free, what's, what's the sitch? What's the sitch? Um... Okay, so with Escape Room 2, I really enjoyed it. Um, We already know the first Escape Room is a little 
insane, um, a little silly. Ridiculous. And I feel <laughs> very ridiculous, but like still fun. So like a time. Uh, the second movie is definitely in that ballpark. It's probably even more ridiculous, insane, silly. And yeah, it's just, it's the first movie times like, uh, I would say like times five maybe, but it's just oh. as insane. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but uh, it's still so insane. But again, the characters were really fun, to be quite honest. I really enjoyed the people that were with in these rooms. And mm-hmm. it's really enjoyable to watch them like work together. And I mean, it's probably because we like escape rooms so much. And it just makes me think like if I was in an escape room doing any of this stuff, I would be dead very quickly. But it's really fun to think about like trying to make it through this. Like if they were, were able to like create this and make it less deadly, like the rooms, how interactive they are. Like even if it's like in Amanda in the first movie where she like falls, if they can do something where you can fall like that or something, but like you fall safely. Like if there was some like, was the word, like an extreme sport escape room edition or whatever. <laughs> Extreme sports. You just have to sign all kinds of waivers. <laughs> so many. You can't sue me for breaking your ankle. <laughs> uh, so good. But it's like that. And it's just enjoyable to watch them do it. So uh, but, I mean, there's some things to talk about with it. But I'll be like it. <laughs> and Fear Street 66 or 1666 was also really fun, really solid. Great way to kind of wrap up the entire trilogy. Um, but it, again, there's a lot to talk about with that movie. So I definitely want to get back to that with you once, uh, once you're able to watch it as well. Exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know that I will spend money to go see Escape Room 2. Um, you can wait for streaming. I don't think it's like a spend money kind of thing. <laughs> okay, good. I'm like, I didn't know how I feel, but I'm excited to see both of them. Yeah, 1666 though. We got to watch that soon. But you know what? I'm tired of this. Let's just get to wrong turn because we have a lot to talk about. Hey, everybody. So if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, and many more places. But for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Wrong Turn is a 2003 horror film that centers on a group of young adults who find themselves stranded in the middle of the West Virginia woods. They soon find out that their wrong turn was a deadly one as they're picked off by inbred cannibals. Originally released on May 30th, 2003, the film was, at the time, a modern approach to the genre of horror films that focus on cannibalistic antagonists. Examples of this include The Hills Have Eyes and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, of course. Made on an estimated budget of about $12 million, the movie would then go on to make about $15 million on its opening weekend. From there, it would then go on to make about $28 million worldwide. Directed by Rob Schmidt and written by Alan B. McElroy, the film was rounded out by a solid cast. Eliza Dishka is Jesse, Desmond Harrington is Chris, Jeremy Sisto is Scott, and Emmanuel Chikri is Carly. Uh, so wrong turn, the original wrong turn, the 2003 version of the movie. A blast. I love this movie. Yeah, it is very essential to that early 2000s horror. Um, simple, simple <laughs> as can be, but <laughs> there's no, give me no like meat to the bones. Like she's, you know, just a piece of paper, just... <laughs> Thin. The plot is thin. <laughs> I can see on the DVD, like box art, like it's just simple at the very bottom with like a huge exclamation point. And then it's like Stormy slash her podcast. <laughs> That's the review of Wrong Turn. And I agree. Like simple this movie is. It is, like you said, as fucking basic as it gets with the horror movie. Uh, but it's just so much fun. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about this movie that I just really enjoy. Probably my childhood, I would suppose, just it being Probably. something that, yeah. Something Some that nostalgia. Just, yeah. I used to eat this shit up. Also, I will tell you, I remember one time specifically, we were watching the movie and I remember the opening title sequence was happening and I don't know what inside of me triggered. I don't even know how old I was, probably like 10. Something in me triggered and I went, <laughs> I don't know what I can remember as being like one of my first like depressive spells. Like, I don't know what it was about the, uh, the opening title sequence, but I was just like, oh my God, I'm depressed. And- <laughs> 
And like, I just like spiraled after that. And the rest of the movie, I was just like kind of sad about it. Um, but that's one thing I remember about the wrong term movies. But beyond that, like I also really enjoy this movie so much. You're like mountains, depression. <laughs> it was like inbred. And I was like, oh, I'm depressed. <laughs> You're like, oh, instantly so sad. <laughs> I was like, thinks about like, oh, wow, there's actually people out there <laughs> that are inbred and like spiraled at age two. <laughs> I just imagine like little 10 year old you just going down an existential crisis <laughs> because of the opening scene. I don't want anybody who has kids though that's listening to this to think that that means to not show kids horror or whatever. <laughs> um, because honestly, I also was having these moments during like fucking Spongebob and shit. So like, don't think that it's the horror movie. It Spongebob's just... <laughs> just going to work and you're like, fuck. I can tell you, I can tell you about so many kids shows that like just spark depression in me for like no reason. There was this um, kid show on Disney Channel that would uh, play. It was usually like really late at night and it was like a dog and a, a rabbit, I think that like lived in the woods or something. Uh, but what she was fuck? like, yeah, the rabbit, she was like a fashionista or whatever. And she had like, she just had like the cutest little outfit. But that show, for some reason, like sparks depression in me when I think about it. Can you please find the name of that <laughs> show? Because mm. also Max and Ruby, depression. Max and Ruby. <laughs> Ruby and Max. For me as a kid, it's because it was so it was so calm and like cool. And they spoke to each other in like just like a whisper tone. And I was like, this is like something. You're just like, like imagine life being so peaceful. I was like, I couldn't even imagine a world. This seems like alien to me. It was like the scariest thing to me as a kid. But also, if you think about it, it's kind of sad because Ruby is whole like raising a whole ass little brother. Like the mother's nowhere to be found. I would have those thoughts while I was watching as like a kid. I'd be like, <laughs> she's like by herself out here. I was like really like feeling like really sad for Where her. did they get the rabbit money to like exist? I don't you know? know. Their grandma would like pop up every now and then. But so is there are both their parents dead? I don't remember like the story. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the parents were not. I, I don't remember the narrative of Max and Ruby. I just remember expression <laughs> in me. And wrong turn was one of those things that kind of did. So it's one of those things I remember about it. Yeah, um, but man, this movie is insane. First off, it's not as gory as the other films in the series. Oh my god, yeah, it's tame. I feel like it's like the first Saw, where like the installment, like the very right. the beginning, is like tame. And whenever you first watch it, you're like, "What the fuck?" Like if you haven't seen the other ones, you've no, you don't know anything about the series. You're just like, um, everybody says these are torture porn, these are gory, these are gross. And then you watch the first one, and you're like, uh, excuse me, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's one of those things, and you see that a lot with horror franchises, like where the first one's more, like you said, I feel like they have to be very basic in what they're presenting. So then that way it can make a decent amount of money and get some buzz. And like, there's always a little bit of effort put in the first ones to be something. Cause then if they make enough money, then they can just start fucking cash cowing them and just fucking releasing something that's really bloody. Another series that kind of reminds me of that is uh, Cabin Fever. Even though the first one's really like intense at times, like those sequels to Cabin Fever are like disgusting, like mm. disgusting. The second one makes me sick just thinking about some of those scenes. Um, so horror does that a lot. I just want to say that this cast is wild for me personally because there's so much nostalgia packed in <laughs> there's only like one person out of the main like six that i don't have like a comfort film that they're in what oh yeah dish what about uh the girl who pays uh francine lindy booth that's about- the one that she's nothing to me she exists <laughs> she exists on disney i think she played like something on jet jackson or something like that but don't know her i don't know who she is i knew she was in dawn of the dead though with uh kevin zeggers who is she yeah she literally it's crazy they're like a thing in this movie but they're also a thing in dawn of the dead too and this came out the year before dawn of the dead but i will say that kevin zeggers i had such a crush on kevin when i was a child usually (laughs) not from this movie well i mean yes in this movie as well but from dawn of the dead i really had like such a big crush on him as a kid those glasses just ruin it so bad can we talk about the fashion in this movie awful 2000s early 2000s was a wild time we got the all denim outfits from Brittany and justin we got (laughs) these sunglasses 
you know, he's like literally like in construction classes, just hanging out. And I'm like, construction it's also, <laughs> and it's like, it's also there's like, safety goggles. <laughs> he's prepared. <laughs> I'm like, it's also like really fucking shady. There's a lot of woods and like, there's no sun. It's you're, not protect, you're not protecting right. yourself from nothing, sir. Nothing. Mm. But yeah, the, the outfits are so bad. So bad. And Eliza Dishka is wearing, uh, Jesse in the film, wearing the classic tank top, the white tank top that, you know, a lot no, of the early 2000s. No bra. Yeah, no bra. The early 2000s girls really loved the tank top. They really did. Those final girls mm. were literally just. The thing is, is I'm pretty sure she's wearing something very similar when she first comes on to bring it on. Um, Her audition outfit is very similar to <laughs> this so i live honestly eliza dishku is hot painfully hot like stupid hot like the fucking energy is like she can dushka my pussy anytime (laughs) (laughs) dude like hot so hot and like she of course is like this is right after bring it on so like her like her star is shining uh obviously especially coming off of buffy the vampire slayer of course she was uh like a semi-regular in angel as well faith a legend and icon Elisha Dishku is. And this movie, I think probably, honestly, I was like so obsessed with her as a child uh, that I think this is probably why I was like just so like entranced by this movie because she's just my favorite in this movie. The only character that kind of feels beyond Scott, like the only character that's kind of cool. Um, I know Scott from Clueless and he's a fucking asshole in Clueless yeah, and I can't is. stand him. So I just, <laughs> I just instantly don't like his character and it's nothing against his character. It's just the, like the preemptive, like the feelings you have for this feelings, right. <laughs> for, for his face, for his face, the feelings that uh-huh. you have for his face. But it's it's <laughs> his voice. His voice triggers me. <laughs> I hate it. Um, okay, so Chris is so boring as a character. Like, so he does boring. much better in Dexter. <laughs> I and I've never seen Dexter. What the fuck? The reason I haven't seen it is because I probably shouldn't let it affect me. But everybody's always like, "Oh, like the last season wasn't the best," and it's kind of. Eh. So I'm always like, I'm never like excited to go watch those shows. Then when I hear stuff like that, eventually I'll get to it. Like at some. But there's point so many life. seasons that are good that you like. You're right. Mm. You're right, you're right. And it's been on my watch list. It's still sitting there, but I'm so bad. Like, there's so much stuff for me to watch. And I just, like, I don't. <laughs> I break down instead is what I do. But... I get overwhelmed and then watch nothing. Same, me. Uh... Or the same, like, four films. That part. But he's boring in this movie. And, oh, my God, he's so annoying. Like, he's a businessman. <laughs> and you know he's a businessman because he's wearing, like, a fucking collar shirt, but and oven khakis. And he's just, like, so boring. Uh, there's one point where they first, like, meet up after he runs into the back of their... Uh, vehicle and crashes um, and he's like walking with Eliza and he goes he looks at his watch and he goes I have to be in Richmond by seven and it's She's like, like you most- better <laughs> and it's just like the most basic line the most basic delivery and I was like god he is a fucking snooze fest and if you they can like- see the annoyance in her face <laughs> too girl if they weren't being hunted if they were being hunted by cannibals there would be no sparks there she mm-hmm. he's so boring there's no point kind of cool though he doesn't badass stuff i will say and he's very reliable but still boring emmanuel shrieky shrieky an icon from snow day uh <laughs> what is snow day i don't know what that is it's like a disney movie <laughs> she's also in the crow wicked prayer but um she's very uh typical damsel in distress and that annoys me but i do enjoy her character very annoying in this movie i think she's probably the most well, beyond uh, Francine, who we don't get a lot of, she kind of bothers I'm, me. I was so glad when she died. Yeah, Relief. she kind of bothers me. But Carly's kind of annoying in this movie. There's one line that, like, triggers my eye tick so hard. With Carly? Yes. Which line? When, whenever they're in the tower and she's begging for help. <laughs> and they're asking, like, what's your position? Like, where are you? And she's like, I don't know my position. Just give me help. And I'm like, you, Karen, motherfucking bitch. How do you expect them to get you help without knowing where you are? Like, honestly, die. I don't care. <laughs> and she does, like, soon after. And I was relieved. Right. Um, but yeah, this movie's insane. So, I mean, we kind of start off the opening kills very quick, very to the point. Some people are rock climbing. They get off. The guy, he makes it to the top before the woman who's with him. And then his body gets thrown from the ledge. She freaks out. He gets absolutely yeeted into oblivion. <laughs> yeah. like, 
ridiculous. It's not like he just like tripped and fell or anything. Like he is visibly like thrown with all their might <laughs> off this fucking mountain. He's tossed. Yeah, he's like it's insane. It's hilarious. Tossed like a bag of potatoes. <laughs> um yeah and he fucking hits the ground hard and then Mm. the woman she has like a back and forth struggle a little bit she falls and then she just gets pulled off screen after being tripped with some barbed wire and then we get you know the breakdown of the movie and the opening credits are talking about people going missing and inbreds in the area poor west virginia i mean when you think of the south you a lot of people probably you know just think of inbreds and like appalachia Mm -hmm. in general people just assume they're inbred and live in the mountains all wild and shit (laughs) yes the poor west virginia also i had a breakdown when i first started watching the movie again for the podcast i was like where's virginia where is it (laughs) what do you mean where are they at on the map i have like these (laughs) states don't exist to me uh We had this issue too with mo- what movie were we watching with? Oh, with the faculty with Ohio. I was just like, I don't know what you're doing over there in West Virginia or in Virginia, <laughs> but like, I was like, wait, where are they? So I had like a whole breakdown. I had to like figure out where they were. I was like, is that the song? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, you know, West Virginia is like its own state, right? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> I was like, well, because you kept saying like West Virginia and Virginia. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> It's not Western Virginia, like it's its own state. Well, now I know obviously that they're like kind of under Pennsylvania. I was so confused. <laughs> My education is she's not. Thank the New Mexico education system. We're like 48th. <laughs> and I have a college degree. <laughs> and I was like, where the fuck is West Virginia? Um but yeah, so we get the whole breakdown about this area and what's been going on. Chris is boring as fuck. He's he's got to go to a meeting. He's getting to a meeting, girl. His character is so boring. <laughs> his rush, his big rush is he's going to a meeting. Uh, but he gets stuck in traffic, takes uh, the back roads pretty much, and goes to the most ridiculous like little gas station pit stop I've ever seen in existence. Like this old man just drinking Pepto is ridiculous. Why is he drinking it like it's a Pepsi? Like he's he's chugging it like it is a genuine beverage. Like it's it's a hot day. He's like nothing like a good old Pepto. My issue is like, what is he eating that's making him have to drink? Not that much. Pepto? He has a whole two teeth. <laughs> oh my goodness, this poor old man. But yeah, so he also. The fact that Chris has a Nokia just threw me back <laughs> so hard into the early two thousands. They were. Oh, whole ass bricks girl and this movie could be taking place like even today like nothing else about this movie dates it but that is the one thing that fucking just sends this movie back into time (laughs) thankfully it could like double as a blunt weapon if he (laughs) needed it but i was shook as soon as i saw that i was like hold on i forgot those existed and his hand is so big and that (laughs) is it (laughs) Yeah, it is. But, and that phone just looks Mm. so small in it. And it's just like, this is insane to me. Um, But yeah, as he's traveling along these back roads, trying to get to Richmond, he takes his eyes off the road, obviously. We've all been there. (laughs) Oh, he's looking for a Queens of the Stone Age CD. So I don't blame him in the slightest. (laughs) The taste is immaculate. (laughs) She's immaculate today, honey. Um... But yeah, so he fucking rams into this car, destroys these people's vehicle, and we get the rest of the characters. Um, Really, honestly, I feel bad for Evan and Francine because they're so boring and they get killed off so quickly. As they should. As they really should, you know, the opening kills of the friend group. But, like, they're so boring and so awful. Like, she's fucking giving blowjobs in the middle of the road. I'm angry like yes my car is destroyed we're stranded in the middle of absolutely nowhere but let me suck your dick like talk (laughs) about roadside service (laughs) honestly like who like you gotta be a horny motherfucker to be like oh we're waiting for triple a let me suck your dick (laughs) dude but honestly like i guess i mean in their defense like who's really gonna be out here i guess i mean they're all (laughs) Your friends, all of your friends. (laughs) Coming back, honestly. Uh, But but it's probably quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, you probably got it over with, like, so fast and just moved on. I gotta go. (laughs) 
<laughs> I gotta go. Um, but yeah, that well, it's just ridiculous. It's so insane. And she's the most worst. She's the worst person like ever because like who just sits there and goes through somebody's vehicle like that and starts going through their CD collection and throwing them. Not I would understand like being nosy. Like I kind of understand that, but she's just like trash. Trash, just tossing them over her shoulder. Like, bitch, honestly, CDs were expensive in the early 2000s. They still are. I mean, <laughs> I haven't looked at a CD in a hot minute. They're vintage now, so yeah, they were so expensive, which is insane. <laughs> they're back to their original prices. Yes, girl. Like, these VHS collectors are spending a pretty penny. It's insane. But yeah, but they were really expensive back in the day as well. And yeah, she's just tossing him around while also eating her boyfriend's last like protein bar. Like just the worst person. But I mean, she did also just give him a blowjob. So she is probably- That was her protein shot. Let him have the bar. <laughs> Let him have the bar. Uh, but yeah, he gets killed off screen and then his ear like ends up like, I don't know. He gets killed off screen and then Francine gets fucking yanked by barbed wire, like right on her mouth. As she should. It's very intense, very intense. And it's yanked off the screen, so- I love 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 quick death but yeah but the others are just like wandering around until they finally obviously find the cabin in the middle of the woods and just decide to just enter and i would never if i was just in the woods of west virginia and there's like a random <laughs> cabin with abandoned cars surrounding it surrounded surrounded by so many vehicles and nobody's They're acting here. like it's a fucking backwoods fucking car lot Girl. Like nobody's gonna come out of that and be like, "Hey, you like this fucked up Buick? Let me <laughs> see if we can set up some financing." <laughs> like, what's happening? Like, I would never in my life enter that home. Like, no. well, and like once they're inside, like it's very obvious that it's not a normal home. Like, it, <laughs> nothing about this is normal. Even before we get to like the fridge or <laughs> or the like, body in the bathtub or right. <laughs> Like, did the did these people like rob a fucking like sunglasses hut? I don't understand why <laughs> there's so many pairs of sunglasses. Like, even if each person that they killed had a pair of sunglasses, which is unrealistic, and <laughs> in, in my opinion, that's unrealistic. Like, you should know something's wrong and then just backpedal out of there. <laughs> yeah, because who would own that many sunglasses? Unless, <laughs> like, who, who, just who, realistically, in a fucking place that is shaded? There's so many trees. You don't need sunglasses <laughs> like that. So it's just, it's insane to me. Like, obviously, these are from like fucking people from out of town. <laughs> like, something's going on here with all the abandoned cars. But yeah, while they're all in here and they all like end up, I don't know how big this fucking, it's, it's, it's a shack. It's like not even a house. It's a shack. But they're all in like separate. They're all rooms, separated. All sudden, right. And, and it's like a big, ooh, spooky, kooky. Uh, oh, where oh, are they? it's spooky. They're all in different rooms. And I'm like, no, uh, like, they're like two feet from each other. It's like not that scary. But they all like find something scary at the same time. And they're like, we got to get out of here. And it's like, yes, Scooby Gang, you shouldn't have been here in the first place. My, my favorite line, though, is Carly. She's talking to her boyfriend. And she's like, can we find a bathroom? And he's like tossing like shit around. And he's like, baby, I think this is the bathroom. <laughs> and I was like, this is the dumbest line I've ever heard, but I love. His entire, his whole character is so dumb, but like so funny to me. I don't know. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I know you hate him. And he makes me laugh. And when he's even talking about deliverance and like fucking cold. <laughs> Have you seen deliverance? He said. <laughs> it's like, I just know that would be us in that situation. Like we'd probably still walk into the spooky, scary, abandoned looking house. We really would. We'd be like, Have you seen wrong turn? And we're just walking into this. And then we laugh. Literally, me, anytime we're on a fucking road trip and like we go on a road that's kind of scary, I'm like, Have you seen Adrian's wrong like, Ooh, spooky. <laughs> But there's no trees, thankfully, where you're at. I, in some places, out in the mountains, <laughs> like 40 minutes here, there's a lot, or 40 minutes from Vegas, there's a whole bunch of trees. But yeah, they're insane. They're walking around this shack, and then yeah, they all freak out at the same time. And of course, as the plot would have it, as soon as they all freak out at the same time, here comes the cannibals. And there's three of them. So we do know there's three of them. Right. Uh, one of them is famously uh, famously known as Three Finger, and he's in a whole bunch of the other movies in the series. He's as the well. only one. The only consistency between all of the timelines is Three Finger. Which is insane. He is just jumping from inbred family to inbred family. He's wild. He's squealing. That's all he does. Just squeals excitedly. And like, I understand this is exciting for you. You're living your best life, but like, <laughs> like have some cooth. People are dying. 
<laughs> and the actor's like so fucking chill. Like he's British Canadian. I know like, he's so nice. The, so I saw one clip of him. He was like, "Good day." <laughs> I was just like, oh. and then you see him run across the screen like screeching at fucking Dushku. <laughs> um, I also want to know like. These cannibals have to have like GPS on these people. Some like Apple watches. Like they're so prompt. They're so on time to everything. Yeah, they are like professional like human hunters. Like they are out here and they are like, like, I don't know. You I mean, they're also probably, I mean, if we're like getting real, real, like they probably also just know the territory really well. They probably know just have to maneuver around the woods a lot quicker because they're in them all the fucking time. Like, it's kind yeah. of disorienting to anybody else, but these crazy people are out here just, like, in the woods constantly killing people, so. And I don't want to, like, disregard their smarts as inbred people, but, like, stereotypically, you would imagine that they're, like, not the brightest, but they're, like, predicting people's next moves. Like, they're on another level. They're actually quite intelligent, which is probably what makes them, like, even more terrifying, is that they're, like, yeah. like you said, they're very prompt. They're very quick to fucking swing an axe, girl. Like, they don't hesitate. They're shooting arrows with with fierce accuracy. Oh, my God. Literally Katniss. <laughs> but, yeah, they're insane, and that's why it, it really is what makes them a bit more terrifying. And they can drive, which is, you know, <laughs> On top of it all, they can drive. <laughs> Honestly, speaking of driving, when they drive away, like, on the tow truck, it reminds me of what I imagine, like, the proud boys that Trump refers to. <laughs> like, I imagine that's what he's talking about. It's just like a bunch of them, like writing. <laughs> Everybody in West Virginia. <laughs> oh my God. I hope nobody's from West Virginia that listens to us. We love you. If, if you're if you're close to there yeah because if you're listening <laughs> to us you're nothing nothing like you know the proud boys so or if you're yeah. hate listening what's up bitch <laughs> um but yeah so anyways they're stuck in this shack and they probably go through one of the most traumatizing experiences anybody could go to where they you know the cannibals come in they start tearing apart and eating their friend in front of them and you just have to sit here girl while they're chowing down on some fucking arms and legs and not making a sound which is wild to me because i would be clutching my pearls i'd be like (gasps) (laughs) when they do that silly little jump scare where they throw francine's body down in front of them like i in real life would have fucking just i would have been so loud i would have been screaming at the top of my lungs that would have freaked me out so bad I probably would have also. I, I've actually never thought about it, but yeah, realistically, I would. And she's quiet. Badass Jesse's just so quiet. Eats that trauma up for now. It'll come out later in therapy, and she just fucking takes it like a champ. And it's so insane. Like they have to go through that. <laughs> then the fucking cannibals are just like so tired after devouring this human. Like, <laughs> they just take a nap. <laughs> Honestly, me though goes to to town on some food. When those carbs like settle in your stomach, sweetie, like Mm, you're snoozing. Like pizza in a movie theater. (laughs) But yeah, they just devoured Francine. And not all of her, she's like two thirds of her is still there. So they've only eaten a portion of her food for a week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They honestly, like, why do they have to kill so many people? Because like if three of you can get full on a third of a person like portion of the out. leftovers there's like the, Ugh, the ones that are boiling the ones that are boiling on the stove <laughs> they also left out <laughs> and they just left somebody boiling in the stove and they left somebody <laughs> floating in the toilet i mean i know like they're crazy cannibals but like it's just funny the thing that they just they up and left and they just oh they left the burner on <laughs> it's just That's like, so dangerous like, oh my God, the flesh will be burned and we don't want that. Like, they're just so funny to me. But um, yeah, crazy. <laughs> and they're even like, like even the fucking leftover body parts are like packaged, like t- almost like Tupperware <laughs> in the fridge. <laughs> and it's just like, it's so funny to think that they're like just trying to make this feel like normal. <laughs> like eating right. people's normal. <laughs> they're like, we got to put away the fucking knees or we don't <laughs> want them to spoil. <laughs> The toes just think that, you know, after you let them sit for a couple hours, you can't eat them. So we got to put them in the fridge. <laughs> Pickled fingers, though, delicious. <laughs> delicious. And have you ever shaved a toenail and just like the shavings? <laughs> oh, my the God. The shavings on a, uh, I don't know, what's the body part? The shavings on a fucking sack sandwich. I don't know. And it just is so delicious. Sack sandwich. 
sandwich. <laughs> uh, a punani pasta. Would you like some Parmesan <laughs> on your toasted shins tonight? <laughs> the toasted shins, girl. Okay, let's not glamorize cannibalism any further. Um, oh, girl, they're so funny to me. Um, but yeah, so they escape while these people are sleeping. Well, I guess they really don't because as they're escaping through the front door, one of them wakes up and then we get this crazy chasing. It's like a cater. You know how it is in these movies, a fucking just a cater of deserted vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> so they can all just run through them freely and then they do wait, they run uphill <laughs> like couldn't be me so easily i was in that moment yeah i was like dude i would just be so tired that's the one thing i think about all the time i was like if i were to be getting chased right now by a killer i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't breathe i wouldn't be able to run quickly like it wouldn't be you'd see sight. me like 40 feet from where we started like hands on my knees breathing super hard <laughs> like hold on just give me a second <laughs> can you find my inhaler <laughs> fair game i'd be like fair game like let's like let's stop and play a game with dead by daylight and if i survive the game i actually survive in real life and if you kill me in the game then girl got me like a fish but like i can't yeah. run i can't run like let's not do that that's not rock fair. paper scissors daddy something <laughs> Like, this is only exciting if I can kind of put up a fight. So, like, no, let's, like, make it fair. But, um, yeah, they're running uphill like fucking track stars. And uh, <laughs> She's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> and then, yeah, then the fucking cannibals come up in their little car. And they start hunting them. And they try to do the whole, like, ridiculous thing where one of them distracts them so the rest of them can get to the car. Or Dude, he couldn't come up with a better diversion than to run across the field like a goddamn game of Frogger. <laughs> like, <laughs> what else would you do in this situation? To stay hidden, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if Dead by Daylight has taught us anything, it's that uh, killers have bad eyesight. <laughs> but they also have like nothing else to do. So even if they're hiding in the cars, they would probably just take the time to go through like every crevice of these cars. Because <laughs> what else are they doing out here in the middle of nowhere? True. You know what? They might be busy finding more people to kill. <laughs> Just hunting more people. But yeah, and then fucking Chris gets shot square in the leg. And girl. But it doesn't like affect him too much the rest of the movie. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. His this injury is wild to me because he <laughs> <laughs> they bandage him and he's fine. Like there's a limp, like occasionally, but like not a whole lot. He's jumping out of trees. He's <laughs> it's I, insane. I don't get it. He's, he's thrown down a hill at near the end. And, like he's rolling. This already shot leg is rolling down the hill, and then he gets up and like hobbles very quickly to the cop uh, and like stops him and everything. Is able to get in front of a moving vehicle, and it just like I mean, if anything, at least he'll probably get a really bad infection for this wound being like just full of dirt. I'm thrown sure. into dirt. Yeah. Yeah, but he yeah, this injury is it's nothing but a scrape to him because he is fucking jogging still the rest. <laughs> movie yeah it's like whenever somebody like pretends to get hurt and they forgot like they forget <laughs> that's what this feels like <laughs> he's like oh fuck i'm supposed to be hobbling right now and then he does like a couple of times and then <laughs> forgets all over again it's a big thing in wrestling um like when people are wrestling like you're supposed to sell a body part and sometimes like in the match like they'll forget to like sell a body part like they're working over the leg like really bad they're like beating the fuck out of the leg and throwing it into like the plastic metal poles or whatever and then like you know they're like hobbling around the wing and then like they magically are now sprinting and like hitting the ropes and fucking doing crazy i don't know ddts and whatnot and you're just like what the fuck is happening so that's kind of what is going down right now with chris like he's a professional wrestler because it just doesn't bother him <laughs> Sir, are you in the WWE? And these fucking cannibals are like, <laughs> yeah, girl. The cannibals are fucking Kane, and he's like Ray Mysterio, like, <laughs> like fucking. There is like a select them. few of our listening that knows what the fuck that means, and I love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, but it's insane. But yeah, at this moment, he gets shot in the fucking leg. So Scott decides to like just be a hero and run off into the wilderness. I love him. He's all motherfuckers over here, bitch. And I'm like, what? <laughs> He's the best. I love him in this movie. He's really fun. But it gives the girls enough time to go and bandage up Chris <laughs> at like record time. Like one of them has to be a nurse. And then they just like hobble on over to the truck and then they get in. They see at this point that I already fucking forgot Kevin's name. Kevin Zegger's character's name. He's dead. Officially, we see him finally. 
And so they get in the truck and they rush off to the road. And then at this point too, this is where Scott dies. Again, this is where they're fucking shooting those arrows like fucking Laura Croft because they are <laughs> just fucking, they hit the bullseye three times, dude. And I feel bad for Carly because imagine I would be like broken up. I mean, she is. She's like, I just want to die. And I'd be like, I mean, honestly, same. But honestly, I would be the worst person to be in this car with her. I just imagine like, okay, she's watching her boyfriend die. And she's like, I just want to die. And I'd be like, haha, same. And then I would drive away as fast as I could. (laughs) And I could just see her like with the Pikachu meme, like her mouth just open and like staring. (laughs) Like what? And then I'll just look over like Vin Diesel and be like, nothing matters but family. <laughs> <laughs> but he was gonna be her family. That's what's sad. Well, we're family now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she understandably breaks down, but eventually they come to like a fork in the road ridiculously and they get out and they have no option. Robert Frost. <laughs> yeah. They have to keep walking. And this is where they do find the ranger station finally. Uh, after Chris nearly escapes like a fucking insane trap. Uh, but yeah, they find the ranger station. And this is where like the movie just like heightens for me. This is the peak of the movie. The whole ranger station tree sequence is like so fucking killer. It's so much fun. It's just like, it's full horror and I love it. It's insane. We have that moment where, of course, Carly is being annoying and be like, I don't know where we are. Just help us. <laughs> um, I deal with that every day in my job. <laughs> So I think that triggers me so hard and it makes me hate her character even more. But like, so when the uh, killers are coming, uh-huh. <laughs> the girls are doing absolutely nothing <laughs> to help barricade this door. They're just huddled in the corner and Chris is broken ass. is trying to like move desks and like. <laughs> this is why he's kind of okay as a character because he's still like doing superhuman shit and like fighting off these cannibals with like great, like, I don't even know what the word is. Like great. I don't know, like athleticism, I suppose. Like he's just like right. really quick with everything. He has the adrenaline hack. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> bury that because it's insane what he's doing in this movie. But yeah, they're trying to get a hold of like like emergency rescue and search and rescue or whatever because like they're on the radio, it doesn't work. And then of course the cannibals are coming by them at that exact moment with their fucking tiki torches of flames. <laughs> also, like <laughs> whenever they get in there and they're thinking they're gonna find like helpful stuff. I always laugh when they find the glow sticks. Like, ah, yes, exactly <laughs> what we need in this moment is a giant glow stick. <laughs> <laughs> That's just their luck, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they're in here. The fucking cannibals are walking by at this exact moment because of course they are. And then the radio turns back on after it wasn't working at all. Like nothing was happening for them. And it magically all of a sudden works because it has it has to happen. And it fucking screams. The cannibals start racing up. And this is where Carly does her stupidity or her stupid shit. And like, just fucking, I don't know, like try to help in any way possible. Try to give some type of idea. Like we're at the ranger station in, you know, the woods next outside to the of next, this place. Yeah, sir. the next largest city. Like what's the next largest city? How far away? You're like, come on, like, come on. But yeah, anyways, the killers start coming up the stairs. They barricade the door. And then Carly's just like, I, I, I gotta go. I'm jumping. they jump out like a group of goddamn flying squirrels like including chris who has a broken leg like a shot leg and what is the percentage of like probably like what what what, like (laughs) how are you how do they all three how how do all three of them land like perfectly enough i mean i know there's like probably some like internal issues after this but like how do they all three land like perfectly enough to where they're all just like on perfectly sized walkable pieces of wood on these trees like how is that possible dude i would try and i would just break every branch on the way down (laughs) like i know i would jump and like i would like i would be the one who unfortunately like just my head hits and it cracks (laughs) so hard and i'm like and i just snap your neck my body like carly tumbles to the bottom because I don't understand how they like land perfectly. Eliza Dude, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse's jump was probably a little much. Jesse straight up elbow drops that tree. Like talking about WWE, she's all <laughs> just fucking drops on the tree branch. Like now is not the time to show off your skills, ma'am. <laughs> I just I, I would have been fooled like Jeff Hardy swan Tom bombing out of the <laughs> 
out of the fucking uh ranger station house i would have been fucking girl because at this point i'm like i'm not gonna live i'm not going to live but i mean at that moment i mean it's being burned to the ground so they really had no other option you know right burned to death or or (laughs) jump not even burned to death like that station would probably just start to topple over while the wood started burning and it would just fucking fall also like i understand that this is gonna be later on but like did they start a whole ass forest fire yeah, how did that, like, where did the fire go after that? <laughs> where did the fire go? Who put it out? There's there's just a fire department of cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> the next shack over, they come on over and they just. <laughs> yeah, you. there's just a, there's a four finger and he's the siren. <laughs> <laughs> he's a wee But five fingers is the one who actually, like, puts out the water because he can hold the. <laughs> he needs the thumb. Mm-hmm. Right. He pulls a little thumb. Um. Yeah, but the fire, I don't know what happens to it. It's gone by the time they're in the tree. There's no more fire as soon as they're <laughs> in the tree. And like, I'll jump right next to it. And there's like, no, I mean, imagine the backdrop of like the fire because it's like so fucking dark. It's so dark all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah, we're just by a fire. And now it's gone. Like, imagine how more like badass would have been if the trees were on fire at the same time. I mean, I don't know what the technology, I mean, they probably could do that in 2003 because it would be awful CGI fire. I'm sure flying around them. But that would have been like a cool badass backdrop. And then, like, your your tree is on fire, and so you're forced to get in the same tree as the cannibal or something like that. <laughs> I can see the trees, like, starting to, like, hit, like, dominoes, and they're having to fucking <laughs> run from tree to tree as it's falling. <laughs> like, George of the Jungle and shit, just fucking swinging from tree to tree. And it's those terrible scenes where, like, the stunt double, like, doesn't change their shoes. <laughs> so... <laughs> and they're clearly wearing a wig. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a very muscular man wearing a wig. <laughs> very that no, honestly i can see that happening and i wish that would have happened in this movie yeah um, that would have heightened my experience a lot <laughs> that would have been a great way to end everything but yeah so they're in the trees and the tree scene is so fucking cool just honestly because of carly's death like she mm. i mean at this point again like as soon as scott died she kind of gave up she had a little bit of energy when she was screaming at the person on the radio that was the only time she seemed to have any type of care and she fucked that up but she's in the tree and she's not moving fucking jesse and chris are just fucking skipping through the trees like fucking tarzan and jane and she's just there hot on the tree this gives fear, uh three finger the opportunity to come up and just fucking wail her from behind oh such a good shot just seeing the light like leave her eyes yes so wow. good so good like half practical half cgi and even like the cgi looks good still like the whole scene or the whole uh shot of her body falling down the trees it still looks fucking amazing timeless because i'm pretty sure it's like a fake tree that she stuck her face through and then like half an axe it's it's 98 practical except for like her body and i think that's really cool it's so fucking cool. And the trees, too, were uh, CGI. But it's so, so fucking cool. And it, timeless kill. It's so good. Like, I don't think it's ever going to look bad. It's so, so badass. So cool. It gives me very um, 13 ghost vibes where the lawyer gets cut in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very that. Or even, like, that uh, in the uh, My Bloody Valentine remake, too. At the very Ooh. beginning, I think, when he shoves the fucking shovel through his mouth. Too, yeah. Uh, very that kill as well yeah that, the know. one in uh my bloody valentine is very bad cgi uh <laughs> so which is kind of crazy because that came out in like 2014 no no no, no, no. 2009 like, was it yeah a few years after this i mean like six years for some reason i thought it was like way after and i was like old as fuck when that came out even in sorority row which was in 2009 had like a little bit of weird cgi stuff going on every now and then so mm, i need to go back and listen to our episode <laughs> but yeah but this looks good for 2003 i'm like wow okay we're timeless again timeless and they also like badasses chris and jesse like were able to outwit three finger and knock him out of the fucking wood and it's just oh. the most the most ridiculous thud sound when they fucking hit him three fingers noises when he finds jesse he's like <laughs> so gross like so gross okay so my brain was torn right half of it was like oh my god that's fucking disgusting and the other one was like that's what good pussy sounds like so (laughs) you're like "Mm, uh like kombucha girl Mm, maybe Hmm. (laughs) very bad but yeah it's so disgusting and i love when they knock him out i don't know how he lives falling from that oh but also i mean they give us a little bit of an idea at the very beginning of the movie when they're like showing the newspaper clippings where it's like inbred and then it shows like superhuman strength and it's like oh 
so like it gives us the idea that they're probably a lot stronger than regular humans yeah so he gets fucking thrown god knows how many feet like 50 60 feet i feel like from this fucking tall ash tree and lands onto the ground and comes back later but it's nice to see him get knocked out comes back for six more movies (laughs) (laughs) comes back to be fucking the michael myers of the franchise truly they should have just changed it to three fingers <laughs> that's <laughs> just made him the actual star of the movies <laughs> yeah it's like he turns into the uh protagonist instead <laughs> yeah it's it, it's three fingers like trying to like integrate into society <laughs> <laughs> he like moves to new york and like tries to like be human he gets it he like has to get like a roommate in the middle of new york city <laughs> It's called like wrong turn back on track. And it's just like <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get like he like goes to a fucking um job interview and like accidentally kills the guy. <laughs> and eats him. <laughs> That's, yeah. He like forgot to eat beforehand and just like reverts. Uh-huh. The, okay, then- so I, I see the guy interviewing right here. And he like sl- he like slides like a jar of candies or something towards him. He's like, "Are you hungry?" And he just grabs his little fingers or three fingers, grabs his hand, just fucking bites his arm off. <laughs> and they make they make sure to set it up that he's hungry before the interview because when he's running down the streets of New York, like he looks to his left and like we see like a quick like McDonald's or something like running by him. Right, like, some branding. Yeah, some branding, obvious branding, but it's also like you know setting up that oh he's probably hungry and then he gets to the right. Interview. He woke up late, didn't have breakfast, uh, and he walks into <laughs> the interview and like they're eating pizza in the office, like it's a pizza party day, and like you want a slice and it's just like not what he's craving, you know? <laughs> he's like a slice of that ass, baby. <laughs> literally <laughs> um, wow i can't wait to see this movie <laughs> yeah somebody pay us but like right uh it. copyright copyright yeah we're trademarking uh wrong turn back on track <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but anyways yeah so they escaped the tree situation somehow some way don't know how but they escape the trees and then they go and have like a little moment under a beautiful looking waterfall. And then by the time morning run- comes around, they're fucking dragged down by these cannibals, man. And they come in straight again, WWE fucking grabbing Chris and just tossing him across the <laughs> ring down the mountain. And just, <laughs> just kidnapping Jesse and taking her away. They've been like so relentless in their killing spree. I, like, I, like, what's the point of just like holding on to Jesse? <laughs> Like, why not just, like, snap her neck right then and there? Also, why didn't they just kill Chris? Instead of just throwing him around, like, they've had several chances to kill him. Yeah. But, like, it's a sport to them, maybe, because they're, like, just playing around with their food at this point. The longest game. (laughs) Yeah, because they are, yeah, it's a hot mess, girl. But, yeah, they throw Chris on the mountain, and he sees Jesse being taken away, but he takes the chance of just saying, fuck you, Jesse, for a second to go and try to stop the cop. And the cop has, like, the most funny death because he's like... Oh, I love that one. Oh, what dead people? Because Chris is like, there's dead people. And he's like, what dead people? And then straight through the eyeball. <laughs> so good. I was like, oh, I forgot about that one. I honestly forgot that whole scene happened. I was like, what's yeah. happening? I was very confused watching it this time around because I was like... Bootleg YouTube. <laughs> I, was, I was like, hold on. This did not happen. I... Sh- Shit you not, I was like, when that's when they were like walking up the hill and like right before they came and get like attacked by them, I was like, or that whole scene, like when they get attacked and the cop is there, like when this is happening, I was like, am I watching like the director's cut? Is this like the unrated version? Like, is this an extra scene? Because I don't remember this happening at all. So that kill was completely brand new to me for some crazy reason. And I was like, that was fucking cool. I had a good time with that one. Yeah, wow, that was wild. Wow, that was crazy. And then the whole fucking car scene happens. You know, they come, they hunt around. They don't find Chris for some reason. <laughs> and then we go back and Jesse's being held captive. They've been amazing hunters this entire time. And then they're like, where he be? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like very confused all of a sudden. Right. Yeah, but then we go back to the cabin. Jesse's locked up like Princess Peach. But Chris comes in, literally barges in through the fucking <laughs> through the walls with the truck. And they just start fucking <laughs> knocking these bitches out one by one. So my question is, is like, why did he set it on fire before he drove through? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Pick one or the other. I don't, I don't understand. Aesthetics, you know, like a flaming car. Right. He's all dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> he, fucking Fast and the Furious just came out two years before this. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to set a car on fire. I just fucking did it. But yeah, he crashes through the wall and they start off in a one by Full one. Full Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> Full Kool-Aid, man. Dude, bury that. But yeah, they start killing him very quick. 
you know, it's a whole like fight scene. I do love though when Jesse like fucking shoots that one in the fucking back of the head or the neck or wherever the fuck she hits him. For Laura Croft again, I was like, that's Laura Croft. Kill him with those arrows. <laughs> Katniss who? <laughs> love that. Oh, they just put fucking the whole entire Hunger Games collection on is it peacock i think oh my god twilight is on netflix uh, fucking hunger games is on peacock i'm living my full like high school dreams right now same i also think harry potter's on peacock but we don't stream because we don't want to give jk rowling any more money so i'll just watch like old dusty dvds from 2001 that i still have um, the fact that they had the audacity to put it on streaming services for pride month just for more money trash anyways anyways um but yeah so they defeat them all they kill them off one by one they blow up the entire house and they drive off into the sunset that explosion ridiculous like the way that their bodies fly and then they're fine no worries (laughs) ridiculous insane truly insane um but yeah that's wrong turn in a nutshell (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> an hour later a bunch of college kids college kids turning into calories for cannibals that's really the end of it <laughs> yeah that's the tagline dude calories for cannibals calories for cannibals um i also want to say that um i didn't put two and two together but the guy that plays three fingers also is in saw four and the witch what is he yeah and saw four he's like just a grumpy like homeless man so it's not really that big of a deal but in The Witch, he's a pretty big part of, like, why things start spiraling, so. Interesting, interesting. I have yet to see either one of those movies, so I gotta get on it. Yeah, you do. I've been telling you about The Witch since we met. Oh, everybody has been telling me about The Witch since The Witch came out, so I gotta get with it. I don't know why, like, I haven't. I don't know. I just gotta get with it. I really do. But yeah, Wrong Turn came out in 2003. A blast. I think it's so fun. Again, it's so fucking basic. Like, so fucking basic as a horror movie. The premise, nothing crazy is happening. But it's really fun. Again, like, akin to those older, not even older, but the horror genre, uh, or the, you know, the genre of horror films that focuses on cannibals. I mean, there's a few of them. uh, Cannibal Holocaust, even. And it's just nice. It's nice to kind of see at the time, you know, kind of like a modern approach to it. And it was done very simplistic in its uh, or it was done very, I don't even know how to say it, but it was fun and I enjoyed it. I still do. Um, I do enjoy it, even though the plot's paper thin. We can see straight through it. Um, but <laughs> I enjoy it. It's a good time. Um, Carly, my only gripe is Carly lasted as long as she did. No, that makes her death more impactful, I will say. Mm, I give a fuck. Because either you're like loving her character or you're hating her character, either way, and she gets the best death because it's either going to make you feel emotional or it's also going to make you feel like, fuck yeah, she got the best death, that annoying bitch. It's going to give you either one of those feelings. Because I didn't really hate her character growing up. This On this rewatch, I was like, she's a little much, especially with the whole, like, I don't know. But it's still such fucking cool. So either way, it's, it's going to be the death that gets the most reaction out of you because she's a loud character either way, you know? So we can... We can agree that she's the favorite kill then. Yeah, of course. Nothing beats this, obviously. It's iconic. I also, I really love her boyfriend's death. Like, it feels very, um, like that one commercial with the guy with the fisher pole where he's like, you almost got it. Gotta be quicker (laughs) than that because they're so close. It's just so close. And then she's like, (laughs) what cracks me up? dialing back to that she's just like what are you doing babe come on and i'm like he's dying girl like what do you mean he's clearly dying he is clearly <laughs> dying girl but yeah, i feel bad for her in that moment still um, another thing too somebody on twitter pointed out that uh, i guess at one point in filming this fucking movie and i also side note i was on youtube like trying to find like just like some interviews and stuff on this movie and there was like a whole behind the scenes like featurette it's like 11 or 8 to 11 minutes or something like that is it the poison ivy thing (laughs) i it's there's no audio like there's no audio just like them actually on set and i was just like it's so like i don't know movie sets are so wild to me but anyways that was a weird side note but yeah they apparently got fucking they were sat by like poison ivy and like the whole entire cast was like covered in poison ivy which is insane yeah i was like well i'd be pissed same. Those so let's kind of do, uh, I mean, in comparison to the other wrong turn movies, I mean, how many of them have you even seen? I've only seen the second, this one and the second one. 
how do you feel about the second movie? Everybody really, really enjoys it. And I remember not liking it as much, but I haven't seen it in a while. I thought it was fun. Um, I think the reason I think it's more fun is because it's more gory. Um, but I also have not seen it in a million years. So Same. I maybe if I watch it as an older adult, I'll feel differently. But uh, maybe we can revisit next year. I'm kind of down to watch it because I haven't seen it in so long and people really enjoy it. And again, I remember as a kid, not really like vibing with it as much for whatever reason. How many have you seen? I've seen the first one. I've seen the second one. I have seen, I've seen clips of the third one. I think I'm not quite sure. There's one of the ones that I've seen clips of. I don't know which one it was. Um, it's the one where it's like a whole bunch of like prisoners who like escape their like their bus. bus. Yeah, yeah. And they're like getting killed off in the woods. That sounds familiar. Yeah. I don't know which one that one is though. I think it's the third one. I'm not sure, but I have hmm. seen the fourth one, Bloody uh, Bloody Beginnings. Cause that one's like, you know, like, a, like a, uh, a winter aesthetic. There's a lot of snow. No. I, I really enjoy that one. I really huh. do. But that was the last one I watched. I haven't seen anything since. Oh, no, no, I lied. Oh, my God. I've also seen the remake that came out recently. Yeah, the reboot just came out, what, this year or last? Oh, you're correct. Reboot. My apologies. <laughs> but, yeah, just earlier this year, I believe. Yeah, I have not seen it. It's really good, actually. It's really good. It's very interesting. And it's very different from the original Wrong Turn, which is really nice. So I really enjoy it. But I think probably out of the ones that I've seen, the first one is still, although basic, my favorite. Like, I can't fault it. It's just, like, very fun to me, and I can't hate it. 2003 was a good year for me because we had Wrong Turn, and we had the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. And those were, like, two of my favorite movies growing up. So, oh, my God. There's so many movies that came out in 2003 that are wildly popular. Yeah, Freddy vs. Jason also, right? 2003. House of a Thousand Corpses. All those movies really, like... I don't know. It was a good a good time in my childhood, I feel like. And those movies all really spoke to me. So I just have a soft spot for this first long-term movie. It was nominated for the Best Wide Release Film in the 2004 Fangoria Awards. Ooh, um, yeah. It was nominated with like House of a Thousand Corpses, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, Cabin Fever, but lost to 28 Days Later. Oh, 20 um, Days Later. Honestly, grouping all of those, I that would be hard for me to choose. Honestly, uh, I would do the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. I that's one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite slashers. Um, again, it came out at a point in my childhood with that was just like really, I don't know. It was like the point in my life where I actually was like really becoming obsessed with horror, and I think that's why I really hold a lot of those movies very like near and dear to my heart because that's when I. It wasn't just something that was kind of in the background and we watched like to giggle and like laugh at. Like it was a time where like I was like starting to really like. Horror. It was formative for you. It was a yeah. very formative year for me, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie is one of those movies. So because it was like new, yeah. that was new horror for me at that time, and I was consuming it. Right. It wasn't like Scream, which was like a part of my childhood and like was something that my family showed me like fucking five years old. That one obviously right. just stuck with me always, but like it was the new horror that came out in my heyday as a child that I just I love. So. Oh, cute. We love discovering why we love horror. Also, I kind of want to try and make this a semi thing, but our or a semi like consistent thing, but our body count is at 10. For the movie? Yeah. Awesome. And again, of course, we agree the best kill is Carly. Yes. I was just gonna say the body count is hard to do for this one because like, do you count all of the bodies in the background? Do you count no. like, with especially like packaging? There's no fucking way. But like no. actual real life people were at 10. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the people that we see breathing in the movie were at 10. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause if you open that fridge and have to count like every like container in there, too much, too right. much to count. I also want to say that I really enjoyed the pacing of this movie. There's not really any point where I'm sitting like, ugh. And not to discredit any other movies, like there's a lot of movies that have pacing issues that are still really fucking enjoyable. Right. But this one, like, I feel like the kills are spread out like pretty perfectly, honestly, to keep my attention. Yeah, we get something going every, like you said, the pacing is great. We start with a quick opening kill, kind of gets us in the mood. Uh, we get the two characters in the front groups that are kind of disposable off that like, you know, maybe like 10, 15 minutes after the opening. And then from there, we get to, we get a little bit of extra time with the other four characters. So then when the other two die, it's maybe a little bit more emotional in a way. 
but yeah, it's great. And it, like you said, it's really well paced. And even the finale, it, it's just, it's so funny, just like, because again, it's so simple. It's like the two last characters coming together and literally like fighting these cannibals. But like, it's still like fun. It's memorable. Like, I don't know. It's a good time. This movie is so silly to me. I love it. Yes. Simple, silly, enjoyable. That's my wrap up. Yes. Also, squishy. Squishy can fit in there. Simple, squishy, sassy. I was trying to think of like another S. <laughs> Why? Why is this movie sassy? <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't think of another S, but I wanted it to be three S's. Simple, squishy, satisfying. Satisfying. There you go. Oh, yes. Put that on the DVD art box or cover box. <laughs> Simple, squishy, satisfying. Explanation point dash slash her pod. I want that plastered across uh, Dushku's uh, oh. chest. Oh. Like on the, not like on the oh, fucking. on the DVD cover. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not. Gotcha. Like tattooing <laughs> You're all, excuse me? Tattooing her body like this? Mm, uh, no. Yeah, I love that. Great movie. Fun. Highly recommend. If you haven't seen this movie, definitely check it out. It's one that we highly recommend watching. It's a fun, simple time. Uh, the scares aren't like crazy scary or anything along those lines but it's a fun like woodsy slasher and obsessed with it great kills great direction also not super graphic um a lot of the almost all of the kills are off scene um so even though it is squishy you're not seeing like excessive violence which would be expected for a fucking cannibal movie but and then you go into the second movie and they rip this woman in half at the very beginning Yep, sure do. Her guts fall to the ground. So yeah, like that movie really sets the tone for the others in the series. Uh, But yeah, this one's fun. It's just so fun. I love it. Check it out if you haven't seen it. And Stormy, where can people find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. Uh, you can email us at slashherpod at gmail.com. DMs are always open. We love you so much. And stay spooky, guys. Stay spooky, everybody. Bye. Bye.